Hey, it's Lisa Cordoff. Welcome to the podcast where you can expect inspiring, raw, energizing, and transformative conversations with people on the path of personal evolution. I'm here to really live my life. And if you are too, these conversations are just for you. I'm really glad you're here. Enjoy. Yeah, let's just kick this off with you putting both of your middle fingers up at me, Shalom, through the screen. When I tried to tell you, you looked fresh. That's pretty much epitomizes this year, really, doesn't it? <laughs> it's like, can't take anything else on, not even a compliment. So I'll rebuff it by giving you the bird. No, but your hair's up in a cute little Sandra D ponytail and it is actually working for you. Anyway, um, okay, so everyone, this is my friend Shalom. <laughs> she sticks her fingers up at me and she is a wild witch, wise woman. Wow. Was that four W's in a row? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll claim that as something special because what else can I claim at this stage? And um, and I value her friendship so, so much. And we both we live both in did. Melbourne and something happened. I don't know, did I, was, did I actually tell you this, Shalom, or is this just something that I've thought in my head, that this year I have, I've literally said out loud to other people, I'm not too sure I said it to you, that, It was when you started to feel like when you started to show signs of depletion, cracking Mm -hmm. a little bit, not kind of being able to get your vibe on, that I would say to people, I know things have changed here in Melbourne because the strongest I know are cracking. And that was you. Because that is an interesting perspective, both the one you had before, the strong one that you perceive as having it more or less together, uh, no longer having it together. A lot to unpack there, Lisa. Well, Shalom, (laughs) it's not even, no, it's not that I think that you are this strong, impenetrable. I think you have an amazing capacity for self-reflection, allowing yourself to sit in mucky stuff, working through very hard things. It's not about that. It was just more, I think in 2020, there was still this element of moving things ahead of, you know, the kids and and just, just being able to um, find the good parts of it. And I think something happened to all of us down here. And when I saw it happening with you, I was like, yeah, it's it's even Shalom. It's even my friend Shalom. And you, because you were who I like, I I feel like I I lean into your strength a lot. A lot. And I'm so grateful for it. And um, but like how how are you? Because I mean, when this morning you sent a message in our Facebook thread, which was just like, all I can bring is the funny memes. That's all I've got. Like, that's that's the thing that's keeping me going right now. So where are you at, Shalom? Tell the people. Tell me. Gosh, darling. So 
right now I feel like I should, great word, should be feeling excited and, you know, it's Christmas and it's summer and we've had a big couple of years and we're kind of out of it. You know, it feels like we've made those first tentative baby steps out the other side and that I should have an energy about the next few weeks and days and months and that that should be upbeat and positive because we are, we have been through this thing and it was tough, but we're at the other side, more or less, a few wobbles. And as I said, summer, festive, let's go. That's how I should feel. And I know I'm saying should, but I really, really don't. Like I feel so full to the brim that uh, I literally said to you this morning, like I can send you funny memes right now, but I can't get my ass the seven kilometers away that you live to actually see you face to face for a hug. Like what the fuck is that? Like I have just haven't got that if anything. It's not just that's one example, but it's like that that drive mm. or motivation. I feel really like meh, whatever. Mm. I feel really apathetic. Like I've just I've flatlined in a way. And usually I am upbeat and I can bring it and I can always look to the positives and I can certainly sit in the dark and the mucky, but I've always got this hope for the future. Mm. And it really, really reminds me of, you know, when you're a new mom, regardless of how many children you've got, you've got that new baby and or toddlers and you're a few months in and it's just like, oh my gosh, like I'm at overwhelm. I'm at my limit. If I get a shower today, that'll be a highlight. I feel like that again, it's like I'm topped up to the top. Mm -hmm. So when you say, oh, well, Christmas is coming or let's catch up. I'm like, yeah, I just can't do that because I don't have any more capacity. Mm -hmm. And I'm finding that a real challenge because it's that balance between you know, being in a privileged position or a fortunate position even of being able to say, but we did go through a hard time and we made it through. We've got our health, we've got our home, we have our family, we're okay financially. So we haven't experienced that kind of catastrophic trauma that some people have through this event as a, as a family unit. And yet I feel quite traumatised. I feel quite like that newborn mother, that sort of shell-shocked, what has just happened? Where am I? What's going on? And I feel like I'm in survive rather than thrive right now. And I don't like it because I can't work out how to get out of it. Mm. And I can usually see my way through, but it wouldn't surprise me if particularly in Melbourne, and I, I respect that it's been different for everybody all over the world, but I feel like in Melbourne, we started 2021 thinking, thank fuck 2020 is over. You know, this is our year now. We've done the hard shit. And then it happened again. And we spent most of the year in lockdown. And so now I'm kind of like, I I don't know where to put my hope now. I don't know. It's like I've been knocked so many times or knocked back that I'm like, well, maybe that's it. Maybe the old days are gone. Maybe I'm just flatline, meh, shalom. And I know that's not true, but I don't quite know where that lift is going to come from. Oh, and that's what I was going to say. I feel like in a couple of years, we'll look back on this and we'll see that we all had PTSD, you know, through some sort of collective lived experience that was very unique to each of us. But We've all just been battered around by it emotionally and spiritually. And I just don't know where the next bit's going to take me. And more distressingly, I'm not sure I care 
And that's mm. the bit. It's like that's I've lost I, the. Mm, yeah. It's so, it's so not the, the shalom that I've known for years and years. And um, I said, there's a few things I want to say about what you've just shared. I actually just um, had Amy Taylor Kabaz in the Live the Change group to help us uh, see out love, the. I love, love Amy Taylor Kabaz. She's just, she's a gift to the world, to every single mother. So what she was talking about, and because um, you can find Shalom at, is it still Rockstar Birth Mag or is it just Rockstar Birth? It's rockstarbirth.com or it's Rockstar Birth Mag at, on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. So um, she was talking about that first 40 days after you have your baby when really she said, you know, there's a lot of evidence now that that how you rest and recuperate after that first 40 days sets you up for the next 40 years of health. What? Yeah. Oops. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So she said what she's sort of, she's sort of making this link between, I mean, she called it post-pandemic depletion. I was which I was just like, hang on a minute, did you just say post-pandemic? Because I don't I don't get the sense that we're post anything. And I think that's a Melbourne thing. I think mm-hmm. maybe Sydney siders are like, yeah, we like that's at that, they just had their 2020 mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, we've done it and we're through it. Thank goodness for that. We don't have that same level of belief in because it we had that and then it's did not happen but she's what she's talking about essentially is like it's been really really hard there's been a huge change and transition we're now trying to gear up for normal life but things don't feel the same and we're tired like we are body soul spirit mental everything freaking weary and unless we take this time I mean we're heading into this summer break we could actually use this for good because it's going to catch up with us sooner or later. Like maybe there's nothing for us to do now except rest, except give our body what it's aching for. And so I hear that and it makes total sense. And I'm also like, but I feel like I spend so much of the year stagnant. Like I actually want movement. I want, yeah. I want all that, but I, but it's coming. Like, there's just, there's not a. It's like an empty well. The well run dry. There's no momentum, so there's nothing to kind of catch to to get on the back of. You know, that doesn't feel like there's a drive mm. that you can harness or fight. Like normally, I've got a fire in my belly, you know, and I'm like, I can use that to create more energy, mm. and it's like. Yeah, just and it, and it's funny because I've looked at it and I've gone, well, like, am I depressed? Mm. Is there a label for how I'm feeling? Mm. Maybe, but it's more just I just feel flatlined, like neutral. I feel beige, you know. And it's like such a weird place to be. I still have hope that will come out of this, but normally my hope's like, yeah, we'll be good by tomorrow. Don't you worry. Yes. Whereas the way you've just described the difference between perhaps what Sydney experienced through a really tough year and then Melbourne through a second tough year is it's a little bit like I feel I feel like I've had my heart broken two times in a row. 
Mm. You know, and everybody has had that big heartbreak at some Mm. point in their lives. It's a kicker, right? And it takes time to heal and to process and to grieve. And to trust again. Exactly. And then one day you do trust again and usually you have a much better outcome or experience and you don't typically have your heart broken massively two times in a row. And that's what it feels like to me. So I've kind of lost that trust in what's coming next. And I am a huge believer in the universe. I'm a huge believer in, you know, rolling with that flow and seeing the opportunity and things that come and seeing the learnings. And I'm not suggesting everything has to be, you know, glitter and rainbows, but I'm a a big believer in that, in trusting that, in trusting Mm -hmm. that flow of life. And I'm struggling with that at the minute because it just feels stagnant to that word you used earlier. And I can't see our way through. Also to your point earlier about the fact that because we've had our hearts broken twice, I'm now like, so do I trust again? When am I going to be ready to get out there and do it again? Because it, you know, we're supposed to go to Sydney, for example, next week, and it is right before Christmas. And so, as I said earlier, there should be that buildup. And I'm still not committed inside of myself that it's going to happen. You know, my man's saying to me, oh, should we catch up with them? Should we do that? And I'm like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Is it even going to happen? And he's like looking at me going, uh, yeah, it is. We've booked flights and we're ta- and I'm like, yeah, well, we've done that before. You know, because it's just there's been so many times in the last two years, whether it's simple things like a kid's birthday party or catching up with you or weddings, you know, bigger, more elaborate things, and they've all just been squashed, that you stop trusting that's going to happen again. And so it's that sort of, okay, so how do I ready myself to fall in love again? How do I ready myself to trust this life that there is going to be those highs and lows and mountains and peaks and joys coming our way again? Because right now it's just a little bit beige. Don't tell my man I said that because he'll be like, "Are you? did you just go online and tell everyone that our life is just like beige? <laughs> is that what you think? And I'll be like, mm, you know, you're a bit of a spunk, but most of it, yeah, most of it's beige. <laughs> Uh, Well, I mean, I said to you that after seeing my psych and he was describing his parent patients as experiencing emotional collapse and and I was like, tell me more about this phenomenon. (laughs) But it was uh, unable to make decisions, unable to think clearly about the future, uh, unable to plan. Um, did I say that before? Oh, forgetting things, like being very forgetful. Uh, there's There's been very little that's punctuated the time this last few years. So we, we kind of, that's why we keep saying, hang on, what year is it? Or hang on, did that happen then? Did that happen then? Because the normal life things, weddings, um, holidays, all those other bits and pieces, like I very much remember January because we went to Tasmania. And then mm. everything else is just a bit like, hang on, what, when, I, if, yeah. what, what? Oh, yeah, that happened. Yep, not, not sure when. Was that a 2020 or a 2021 thing? Yeah. And, um, and but also just this whole idea that um, it can just be one small little thing that's just going to just tip us over. Which comes and, back to that thing I was saying, sorry to interrupt, about that newborn yeah. mother sense. You know, that your capacity is full. Don't give me anything more. I can't take it. I can't do it. I'm forgetful. I'm giving my all. I've got nothing else to give. Don't ask anything of me. 
you know, don't ask me to plan, don't ask me mm. to commit, don't ask me to, and it's it's such a bizarre feeling. To, and, and it's like we've had no seasons. Mm. I feel like there hasn't been seasons, even though there, you know, I'm sure there has, <laughs> but it's that sort of, there's been no rhythm. There hasn't been a cycle. There's just been, to your point, in lockdown, out of lockdown, you know, very binary view of life. And I'm not used to that. I'm used to all those rich colours and hues and and all the feelings and emotions that come with that. Again, not just trying to paint it all as a positive, but it's just been so meh. That's my word of the year, meh, meh. whatever. Yeah. So tell me then, what do you, like, if you could be bothered <laughs> or after, look, let's just, I'm just, I'm claiming you're going to be in Sydney. I just, I'm just going to will that. Uh, and you get that break and you get a sense of, hang on, there is life outside the bubble. What are the things that you usually draw on in a new year or to help you reset or to feel the vibes? Definitely movement. Long, long walks, you know, getting back into my body. I feel like I've had a very surface level relationship with my body for the last couple of years. It's been, and my mind has been so, because my mind has been so occupied, but occupied with the mundane, right? It's not mm. like I've been having big. Oh, it's so boring. Deep, yeah. Oh, gosh. You know, deep and meaningful, reflective journal filling moments. It's like, who's going to Coles today? Have we run out of apples? <laughs> What is the home learning log on? Who gives a shit? You know, it's like that really meh. And so it's it's being able to get out of my mind and through it, for me that's movement, um, being by the ocean. I mean, this sounds like we're about to go on a date or I'm setting up some sort of weird romantic profile, but um, it's, you know, a friend of ours, Sam. Sam, I'm going to catch up with her in Sydney because, God damn it, I am going you to Sydney. You are going. You are going you know? to Sydney. And she said, should we, let's get together we'll have a long lunch and I was like no we can't sit down I need to move like let's go for a long walk let's like be outside with big open sky I think even feeling that sense of containment in your home for so long or in your five kilometer radius I just want to go as far and wide as we can and claim that space with my physical body so actually walk the terrain in any direction that I want to go and own that you know, such that I can be part of the landscape as opposed to, you know, the outer landscape as opposed to the, you know, whatever, you know, mindlessness stuff was going on in my brain. So I'm very clear that for me it's a lot, a lot, a lot of outside time. But then I'm also coming back to that point about, you know, our kids have also been locked up for two years and so we've been talking about what are we going to do in Sydney and once I got past my whatever, I really want them to have a great time. I really want them to feel like they're on holiday. I don't even think they remember. You know, they've spent two of their seven or eight years in our house and whilst we thankfully all quite like each other, we've had a good time, been a lot of Uno, um, but I really want them to remember this as an actual holiday. You know, so if we're having ice cream every day or we're doing something different every day or whatever it is, and I want them to feel like mum and dad are relaxed and lighthearted mm. and present, mm. you know, and not in that sort of semi-vague, foggy, um, slightly here, slightly on my phone, slightly asleep <laughs> kind of perspective, which has been 
fairly present throughout the last couple of years. So I've got that sense of wanting to be alone and do some, or rather be outdoors and do some big thinking stuff, but also really wanting to be super, super present with them and then feel like have that sense that this is a punctuation mark, Mm. that we are opening the door to a new season, Mm. you know, that this is the difference between 2021 and what preceded it and the new year and a new beginning. You know, it's important, I think, that we all have that sense. And so being really present for them and not falling into that sort of habitual whatever it is that, you know, kind of distracted you in the past couple of years, whether that was scrolling your socials or watching mindless TV or just whatever it was. Whatever Um, we did to get through. Exactly. Just not to take, so to consciously choose which habits I'm going to take forward. And hang on, you can totally choose to take forward your socials or your bachelor watching stuff, you know, no judgment here, but it's to make it conscious. So does this still serve me? Totally serve me back then. Great, you know, filler, but is this actually feeding my soul anymore? Maybe, maybe not. And to sort of make some decisions around just some really simple calls about what am I choosing to take forward. Might even, not committing to this yet, make my way over to your house. Who knows? 15-minute drive. to my house. <laughs> Why, but this is what we were saying is, and, and have you noticed this too, is that so many of us, we're just like, just, just now normal life because we didn't have it, because we were just like, what is for lunch from the bakery was our biggest decision each day and our biggest adventure that suddenly, I mean, I had the other day, I had my son going to Sovereign Hill. So he had to get to school early. Um, My daughter had her grade one lunch, but she doesn't like which she needed $10 for, but she doesn't like pizza so I had to make her a special lunch. And uh, then the other one had to wear Christmas-themed casual and gold coin donation. I mean, I was like, that's one day. I'm done. Like I'm basically spent by the time I've gotten them to school and then work starts. And so, yeah, planning a get-together with someone who lives couple of kilometers away that is not because because I've been like oh hey I see you oh do you want to come over after school because it just has to happen like that or else it doesn't happen I mean we spent heaps of weekends since we've been out of lockdown in isolation waiting for test results because of all the cases at the kids school like someone's always got a case close to them and so I mean I invited mum and dad up we were going to be making them a nice lunch, cancel. Like what's the point? And so I sort of, um, yeah, well, planning too far in advance seems futile when anything can change. And so, yeah, you and I have been like messaging back and forth, yeah, let's make it happen. Yep. But, But now middle of the week's not great because of kids' stuff on and then just the normal festive season types of get-togethers that you get invited to. But actually making solid plans, like, it's like eluded me. It's interesting that what I've noticed is that the people that we would... We, the people that we would see 
around the time of lockdown, if we got it with people at the park or anything like that, other people we're still seeing now. Mm. So it's like we've kept that habit of, and we've stayed within our 5Ks. We have. Why You know, it's like we've become institutionalised into <laughs> or indoctrinated into what was our norm. And now that's what feels comfortable. Mm. And so it's like, sorry, you want me to go where? Oh, it's the, you know, I think I sent this meme to you probably because I send you almost like this is, I literally am so easily amused right now <laughs> by the most ridiculous, funny autocorrect you know like daft memes I just crack myself up because it's like I've become so shallow in my thinking that that totally you know it tickles my fancy and there was that meme that I said that shared with you that someone said that said last week a friend cancelled our plans because it and I quote suddenly got really windy <laughs> and I was like I get that like that would tip me over I could be ready to go out and then I step outside and Hang I go a minute. Bit too windy. much, too much. <laughs> but like for real, the wind has actually been quite intense down here. And so <laughs> when you said that, I was like, well, that's fair enough. I mean, we're seeing Shakespeare in the park tonight. And if it's a bit windy, I'm not too sure how I feel anymore because there's, I'm sure there's something to watch on Netflix. You know, you said something there a minute ago about what's the point? And I think that's the question I have to answer. So as I approach the end of the year or look to make this a very clear punctuation mark, it's it's about being able to reframe that question with a different tone to sort of say, so what what is the point? Like, what is my point? What is, what's going to be my lighthouse that I'm going to be looking towards in 2022? Because if I choose one, a beacon, an outlook, a perspective, then it will appear and I can keep moving towards it, you know. But if I choose what is the point, Lisa, like what's the point of doing, like if I stay in this place, then I'll stay in this place. Right. You know, so it's about sort of if I can change that perspective to go, well, yeah, like let's sit with that, shall I mean, get reflective. It'll be hard because my brain now operates just in like 15-minute <laughs> short sprints. That's what home learning does though, right? It's like you're interrupted so many times that I can't have a deep, reflective, strategic think about anything. It's like I've just got these short sprints. But if I find a short sprint where I can answer that question, I actually think that will be my way out. That mm-hmm. will be my door for 2022 when I go, well, what is the point? And I get to choose that, right? Mm. Like I get to reframe it and pretty it up however I like. So that's that that is the question that I need to to answer. And I think probably all of us, dear listeners, in terms of determining what is your point? What are you choosing to be your point moving mm. forward such that you can draw that line between what was mm. and say, right, what am I moving towards now? Mm, I 100% wholeheartedly agree. And I think I learned that with grief is you have to allow space to feel the feels. And I think, you know, what Amy was talking about with, you know, the 40 days, like you have to give, like acknowledge what you've gone through and rest and do what's required. And then and then you get to you to choose and then you get to decide almost when it turns from what's a point to hmm, what's my point and just a simple like change of inflection means that 
like there's a whole different vibe and that that's the thing I mean you can stay we can get addicted we get we get habituated into the meh and I think that's what we're struggling with is is we sort of I think many of us were like oh this could go I could go crazy like you know I might end up really tired because I'm out there all the time or this might be really worrying it might be really anxiety inducing being out there but it's the mehness that I think that we're like oh well, what's this all about because surely something was on the other side of this not just kind of a flatlining or a trying having to try really hard to get excited about the things that we were looking forward to and and I do think you're right that ultimately once we've honored the feels once we've had the rest once we've start to sort of you know allow the juices to flow again then then we have to choose mm. we have to choose to like intentionally move beyond the meh yeah to start giving a shit again well I mean I'm at the moment um just recording the summer series of the podcast which is going to start the week after this episode drops and it and it's like a, a reboot and a reactivation but it's not like to reactivate into some hyper functioning crazed like things are you know like I can't we can't even talk in this I can't even talk in the same way as I used to and I feel like just with all the hard things <laughs> all the hard things that have happened in our lives Shalom that there's going to be some sort of um huge benefit to us some gift amongst all of this I just have to keep believing that the people who've glided through this pandemic without too much change to their normal way of life. It's a beautiful thing. I see those people as very bright and shiny right now. Like I almost am like, oh, you've never had kids, even although they have had kids. You know, that same sort of feeling as you look back and you're like, oh, mate, yeah, I remember. I remember back then when I didn't experience the kind of you know, depletion or um, distraction or whatever it is that kids can can bring along with all the good stuff, um, I feel like there's going to be something, there is something beyond this. And, um, and we've just got to ride this out. Like we've got to just ha- allow this to be very fucking weird. And be super kind to ourselves as we move through it because we can't stay in the meh. We can't, we won't. But, and I just, I just wonder what it is that it's going to have forged in us. Mm. And it's like children. there's gold in there, isn't it? It is gold in there. And there's a lot of talk in the newspapers about the long term negative implications that this experience has had for us and our children in terms mm. of our development as a human species and also mm. as, a, you know, social communities and things. But I fully acknowledge what you're saying, which is like, and sure, that's valid. You know, people have been through a lot of disruption yes. and trauma and things like that. But also there's gold in those moments. There are things that come out of that 
hard place that would never have been created if everything had been smooth and easy. Right. You know, and it's like so holding space for those diamonds or whatever they are to bubble up to the surface. You know, we've read something, we, because you and I are the same now and I share it with you and you share it with me. So we read an article last year, I remember, and I can't think exactly what it said, but it was talking to the point, and this was just when Melbourne had been through a lockdown. And, you know, that was one of the things I found really strange about this experience actually in Australia is I just always thought I was Australian. You know, it was like just one mm. big old country. And I found it very disheartening how suddenly we became seven different states Mm. is there seven states and territories and suddenly it was like well those are our rules and that's our border and you can't cross it and they're your rules and that and I was like what is going on we say we became very divisive and so and I remember in this article it was talking about the fact that Melbourne or Victoria had gone through this particular situation the rest of the country hadn't but that out of that there would come different innovative thinking and a different fresh perspective for how we saw the world and that people would have you know been out they'll be able to come out with different creative aspects that would never have happened if we hadn't been through that experience and wouldn't even happen in the rest of this country and I found that fascinating because it was such a it felt like we were this sort of um little cosmos by ourselves operating in a larger a larger country and I, I found that whole thing quite surreal and now I think in this year that it's certainly bled across borders and more people have experienced it and uh and so as a result of that it does feel like we're a little bit more united although some of those border discussions drive me batshit but it's it's now like that thing about well so what can we how can we come back together how can we unite again and what is this awesomeness that we're going to bring as humans and as Australians and as parents and lovers and friends and colleagues and all of those roles that we play like what is going to bubble up how because do you feel that we are forever changed Mm -hmm. by the experience we've just had Mm -hmm. or are we going to flick back to what we were before I think people are trying to flick back and they're realising they can't. Mm. I feel like um, this was too enduring in Melbourne to not have left a mark because I also understand habits and our brains and neural pathways and we created new ones. It's been so long, like, that we just start to, like, we will always, our, our brain, our body will remember what it felt like. And we created new thoughts. We we had new thoughts. We none of us know what to do with it. None of us know how to move out of it. I think people are um shell-shocked yeah. by what they're feeling right now. And we need time to repair before the goodness will will come through. I think maybe there's a lot of people who who, you know, didn't, look, everyone had their experience. Everyone's lives were changed here. And the extent of which, you know, there's a whole spectrum. I don't know if we'll come together amongst it all to forge something uniquely Melbourne 
But without a doubt, the questions that we've asked ourselves will change the choices that we make. And I think we'll see really big common themes there. You know, just even around kids' education, Mm. the conversations that, you know, will inform decisions around that, where we live, how we live. I don't I don't think there will be anyone here who doesn't take for granted the deliciousness of watching Carols by Candlelight if there's people in there this year at the <laughs> My Music Bowl. Yeah. Or even just us tonight just going to the botanical gardens and watching Shakespeare with all the kids. And the deep appreciation that I have for those moments, that changes you. I love your analogy about the fact that, or your comment rather about that people are trying to flick back to where we were and it's that realisation that you're not the person you were before, we're not the society we were before, you know, our community is changed and that's not all bad, right? To you, you know, we've asked mm, some really mm. important questions. We've found some real truths about ourselves and our families. And, and I think this, that it's in the quiet phase now when people are going through their own motions of realising that you can't flick back to who you mm. were. And so who are you now? Right. And what is important to you and what are you seeking? Because it also feels like I haven't had this experience, but I imagine that if you, you know, had an experience where you had a, you know, a, a big scare, a near-death experience or, a, you know, a big scare that you would suddenly reassess what you're doing with your life, where you're at, what decisions you've made. And it feels a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. So when you hear things like talking about children's education or, the mass, the giant resignation, you know, everyone's looking at their jobs and going, what am I doing here? Or the number of people I've heard who've made the decisions to leave their relationships Mm -hmm. because they realised that the people that they lived with, when they had to live with them 24 hours, not that great. Mm -hmm. And so there's these big waves of ripple effects that are coming out or will come out I feel like out of this quiet period so it feels like we're almost in this vortex at the moment where the big things happen but the new hasn't started because we haven't been able yet to acknowledge that the big things happened and we are forever changed and that that's okay and that we are now ready for the new like we haven't been able to open that door yet but I get the sense that as we do both individually and then as that comes together as a collective, there is going to be these big ripple effects and Mm. these decisions people make. And we saw that on a scale with, you know, last year, Mm. particularly people choosing to move to Queensland. It's like, I'm out, I want sunshine. Yeah, like I'm Sunshine. You know? I I drove the kids to school today um, and just on the radio they're like, and it's not a good day on the Monash, which is a, a freeway here in Melbourne. And I just thought... Is everyone on that damn freeway just going, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) Like, are we all just, are we cool with this? Are we going to go back to the long commutes? And, I mean, I think absolutely fundamentally the way people work has changed. I mean, you work in, in corporate and that's changed so much. And, and I think so there's the, those sorts of big changes, but then there's also just the individual, oh, n- well, now I know what it means to also 
push myself a bit. Or now I know what it means to have too much on my plate. Or now I know what it means when I'm maxed out. And now I know that I can just be at home if I want to just be at home. And like there's just going to be those little individual. And now I know that houseplants make me very, very happy. Or what the hell they do? You are a very good houseplanter person. Oh, right. The greenness. They, they were totally my vice in lockdown. But they were also a bit of a saviour because, you know, I feel like we all found our edges. Mm. And sometimes they felt a bit sharp and a bit ugly. We didn't necessarily want to be that person when we were under pressure, but we'd never been under pressure like that in a isolating, monotonous, you know, kind of space. And suddenly we were forced into it. And so some of the home truths were hard to deal. You know, they were hard to swallow. It was like, oh, is that me? I always thought that I'd be the most divine, patient mother if I ever had the pleasure of homeschooling my children. Turns out I'm not. Turns yeah. out, is it bedtime yet? Yeah, Absolutely. it's like that is not my skill set. Homeschooling no. my children is just not my forte. So to find those little things, houseplants in my case, a little bit crazy, but it was like that was something, and I think it's that bit, what could I control? Mm-hmm. So within this much more reduced sphere now, what can I control? What can I welcome in? Houseplants. What gives me pleasure? You know, and it, it became and I'm sure everybody has their own example, right, of something that was just their little escape within a small apartment or, you know, the gardens of their home. Or It was like, what can be my escape? Maybe it's reading, maybe it's some sort of craft, maybe it's whatever it is, but it was like that was something I could control that was just for me and I could breathe while I did it. Um, And I'm sure we've all got something like that. We do, like we do, don't we? It's not just well. Me, I mean, it? I mine was really because I would start the home learning at eight a.m. so that we could get as much as we could done, so then I could get some work done, and I would get myself up. I would get myself dressed. I would put my runners on, my active wear. Hello, twenty. 20, the twenty twenties. I, I don't plan on changing, uh, but I would get out from. I'd put my earphones in and I would go and walk and get a coffee every single morning and be back by eight o'clock. And that 15 minutes where I just would listen to music, walk, speak to another human and order a coffee, that was my that was my moment. I don't know what I would have done without that. The simplest act mm, saved it's me. Like an, it's an anchor yeah. each day. Yep. And I and I loved it. No matter even if it was raining, I was out there because it felt good. I needed it. And I think that's the thing is that became the thing. And now I'm like, there's so many things that I could help me and do stuff. And and I'm still just drawn to that morning coffee. I wonder if we have a tendency then to overcomplicate. Like, and if that pleasure that you get in the most slow, simple, you know, low-key activity, if that can be our moment in the day, do we need all Mm. of the stuff and all of the activities and all of the noise? And I wonder if that's where that sense of overwhelm comes from because it feels like we've gone from zero to 100 in terms of 
school's back on, sports are back on, social activities, birthday parties, let's ramp up for Christmas. And I'm like, whoa, just slow down a bit. Can we just go back to, I just need to go and like water my plants right. or get my coffee. Like I just, it's, it's too much, too much, too much. And now I'm sort of like, do, do we have to invite all of that crazy back in? We don't. How, you know, how can we be selective, which is not, and I'm not saying this in that why we haven't caught up for dinner because you're not on the, like, the naughty list or the outer list. But I think what happens is you come back to what can I do with ease? So even if it means I don't have to get in the car. 100%. What is I'm easy like, okay, right now? Ease, yeah. Yes. And I think that that's sort of where a lot of decisions are being made and perhaps why a lot of people are finding it hard to say yes to everything. It's like because that does not feel easy. Saying yes and filling my calendar whilst it used to bring me what I felt was the joy doesn't feel easy right now and I just need to ease my way into and through this. Yeah. I mean, and I think that we're lucky in the way that we talk or in contact most days. So it's there's that too. But and also, but isn't it bad how the people who you most want to spend the the time with are the people who it's easy to put off because you can. It's terrible. Okay. That's it. We're making a date. Friday night pizza. Uh, <laughs> I think we just having, guilted ourselves into it. And then it. we'll be like, no, you come over here. You just come over here. And then you're like, oh, that means we've got to get over there. Oh, yeah. You know, our poor brains, Shalom, I've taken up more of your time. I said this was a half-hour thing and now we've just kept talking and now it's 2.22 and that's magical and it's a perfect time for us to um, to say goodbye. Can Thank I just you tell sh- you one thing? No. I don't feel she- so meh anymore. Shalom. I feel quite uplifted and elevated and a little bit amplified and that's probably because I've had a human conversation. Yeah. And that's where I'm finding my joy right now. The and it, it doesn't have to be in person. I do love you and your hugs. But it just shows it's like we've actually talked about something that's real and raw and vulnerable and honest. Like that's how I've been feeling. And now I'm like that little bit lighter and more like, okay, okay, we can do this. Well, you also don't have to hold on to it anymore. You've let it, you've aired it in a different way and it's seen and acknowledged and now maybe that's what it needed thank you for listening I love you so much and I'm sure that this will be helpful I mean I sort of forget and I end up forgetting that I'm actually recording a podcast which is probably the that's been the best thing about these chats actually just having good conversations and I look forward to your 2022 and I know that I know who you are and that this is that's why I'm doing these conversations too just so people can see you know this is a moment in time and no one is immune from something or other on the other side of it or amongst it all and can we just normalize that so we don't have to beat ourselves up we don't have to expect being superhuman, you know, we are all so in our humanness right now in a frustrating way sometimes for people like you and me. Um, but I appreciate you sharing with us today. I know you've got a sick kid at home. Just like let's add that to the mix. Um, and you are going to get out of this state and you're going to be sharing photos of me. You and Sam will be taking pics and I'll be all the jelly. Um, but happy for you. 
It's time. We'll make 2020 different. God damn it. <laughs> Love your guts, babe. Speak to you soon. Bye. Hey, if you're enjoying the conversation, then it would mean the world to me if you head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. It really makes a difference and it's my intention to get as many of us involved in real conversations that really change the game as possible. Thanks so much for your help and I'll see you in the next episode. 